0: Hello, and welcome to And Then We Fought a Dragon. And Then We Fought a Dragon. I'm Becky. I'm Desiree. And welcome back to this episode of our podcast. Today we're going to chat a little more about Campaign 1. And just as a refresher for who the heck is in Campaign 1, it's my character, Kaylin, who is a ranger. And then we have Quinn, who is a fighter. Selwyn, who is a cleric. Ava, who is a druid, and Kyrian, who is a rogue. And I'm gonna pass it over to Dez right off the hop. She's gonna give us a bit of a recap on what happened last session, and then I will let y'all know what happened this session, and we'll chat about it a little. Have some fun, so
1: go ahead. Good, good. Um, (laughs) Thank you for the refresher. Despite these characters being a weekly part of my life, (laughs) sometimes I just a little bit forget what their names are so it's easy and to do. and anyone who's listening they you know they might not remember as well but let's let's check in on what happened last week so um we discovered that Selwyn's mom is essentially a glorified plastic surgeon yeah <laughs> um there was well, we went to the prison to visit her, and there yeah. was a, my notes don't really depict it well enough, but there was a uh, discovery of an experiment situation, yeah. potential experiment situation, yeah. Prisoner 61, mm-hmm. um, in the pocket, which was my favorite. I just, <laughs> I just really liked that element. I liked that little <laughs> trick that you, it's cool. <laughs> that you uh, could do and then there was some runes in a shed so that's essentially what happened there was Mm -hmm. kind of a lot of info collected and now we're on I'm assuming to some exciting stuff this was quite the
0: session there was a few mind-blowing moments that uh, I'm excited to share with you
1: I'm excited as well. It feels like it's been such a short time since last session. It does. So. Yep. Well,
0: we started off where we left in in the pocket, which was my my rope trick spell. The rest of the party insisted on saying they were inside the rope, which is not how it works, but they liked the idea of being inside the rope. So there we go. The rope trick, allows me to create an interdimensional pocket that we can hide in invisibly. And uh, while we've been in there, you may remember from last session, Ava and Kiran had sent their familiars out to the, the garden shed that you mentioned. And so we were kind of still in the pocket debating how we wanted to move forward. Someone kind of liked the idea of maybe checking out the underground lab or what we presume is an underground lab beneath this shed right away. And then maybe like trying to come back tomorrow when her mom might be being moved there and try and grab her or something before (laughs) she's too far gone, essentially. Um, And maybe she thought we have the spell scroll from Khan that we don't know what it does. She thought maybe it could be like an escape route for us getting out of there but Ava pointed out it's the wrong school of magic to really be a teleport spell. It it really seems to be illusion rather than I think arcana is the the field of magic that teleport would be in. So someone decided to check the scroll again just in case because we're under the impression that it will just like reveal itself when we need it. Yeah. Kind of thing. So she checked it again to see if now it has something on it and while she was looking she caught like a glimpse of the Ellilorean royal, royal crest, like in the illusion. It wasn't actually on the paper. It's just like in this magic on top of the paper. And so that was kind of weird. But then it got us on the t- a little off DD world track. But uh, for anyone listening who knows Doctor Who. Oh, no. <laughs> Has something called psychic paper which essentially he just shows people and it says what they want to see he doesn't even actually know what's on it so we're like wait maybe it's psychic paper and when we need it we just like show it to someone and it just says what we need it to say to accomplish what we need to accomplish in that moment so that's intriguing
1: this little okay (laughs) One thing about Doctor Who, Rebecca mm, was a huge Doctor Who fan all throughout high school. And as someone who literally, yeah. I can tolerate, well, actually, I can barely tolerate anything. But Doctor Who was like, <laughs> I had the line. It. Um Not not because it was bad. I just, not interested. Anyways. I mean, it is pretty, like, I love Doctor Who. It is pretty trash. It's
0: very cheap in the early seasons. It's better well, now. Than-
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I won't disagree. But I feel like okay, not that this is actually what's happening, but with yeah. this whole scroll thing and the layers that just keep being added to it, yeah. it kind of feels like when you're playing like superheroes as a kid, and yeah. you're like, and I can also <laughs> do this and I can also do this and you're now can I can do I can
0: also do this. Well, we are not adding things onto it. We're just kind of uncovering what it actually does maybe we could be totally wrong we (laughs) could try this and just fail miserably
1: (laughs) hopefully not though
0: yeah that would be be a little little
1: awkward but
0: um we kind of figured regardless of what the scroll does it probably wasn't necessarily going to help us in that situation and um then i i kind of asked selwyn because we're here to her mom's been arrested. We're here to figure out that situation. So I just asked her, like, don't take this the wrong way. But are we busting your mom out regardless of whether or not she's guilty? <laughs> just just so I know what, what's happening. And uh, Selwyn kind of said, you know, she trusts her gut instincts about situations pretty well. And sure, it's her mom, but her gut instincts in her interaction with her mom haven't been like, Super sketch, like there's definitely information being left out, but not like bad vibes. However, everyone else in El Elinor given off pretty bad vibes. So she figured like, we'll rescue mom and deal with her ourselves rather than leave her to whatever's going on here in El Elinor, because it seems sketch. And she also pointed out that, you know, being accused of attempted murder isn't the same as murder so. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. I feel like, you know, Kaylin is just starting to feel like she's sucking up to whoever. (laughs)
0: I just wanted to know. Just wanted to know. (laughs) I was prepared to still rescue you the other way. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page.
1: (laughs) I mean, who doesn't kill somebody every once in a while? Uh, I guess it's d and world, yeah, it seems pretty commonplace.
0: <laughs> exactly,
1: it's yeah. perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, so we, we then moved on to the debate of, do we try and get in the lab now at nighttime when the palace grounds are closed up, cover of darkness and such, but if they realize we've broken in and gotten out, they may put more guards on the situation? Or do we wait till the next day and like, is it suspicious if we come back two days in a row and are poking around and they recognize us and are like, what are you guys doing here? Or do we just wing it? And um, for those of you who've been listening along with our party, I feel like you can guess which choice we made. Wing it? Yeah,
1: we just to wing it. Because you um, had, you've had no plans since yeah, the very yeah. beginning. Plan- There's no foundation to anything that's going on. But we decided to do a a little more scouting
0: before the winging it situation. The the scouting that we wanted to know, seeing as we had the familiars out in this garden shed that had been showing the runes that might be a magical elevator, or whatever, shades in that garden shed. So Kyrian had him looking around to see if, because he's small, maybe he could find a crack or something to get down and figure out if there's an entrance exit from that shed. And as Jade was poking around, he did find a crack between the wall and the floor, and after kind of getting his way through a layer of earth, there was a big pit that opened and just like went down and like he couldn't see the bottom of it. Sounds kind of elevator shafty to me, so that's possible. Like a pit or a chasm? I chasm might be a better word. Pit was the word used, but chasm I think is the picture I have in my mind. Like Not pit, sure which is <laughs> a pit you can see the bottom of Tiffany. Yeah. So there, maybe chasm would be a better word. It just it goes down no bottom in sight. I mean, granted, Shade probably doesn't have dark vision, but
1: no bottom <laughs> he's in like, sight. Like it's like five feet and he's like <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's impossible, guys. There's no floor. <laughs> yeah,
0: Shade didn't see that. But they then kind of looked at the runes again on this wall, because obviously Shade had to kind of poke through some earth, so that's not going to be a humanoid able to get through there. There still needs to be an entrance of some kind. And um, looking at the runes, Kyrian could kind of recognize it as being a version of an arcane lock spell, uh, similar to what we saw inside the prison mm-hmm. at some points. And it was written in Elvish, which Ciaran can't read. So Ava had Tulip, her weasel, kind of squirm his way in there so that he could look at the runes, because she speaks Elvish and she can look through his eyes. And through reading the runes, they said, I am locked in Elvish.
1: And that
0: was useful. But we think we might be able to break this lock with like maybe a dispel magic spell Or apparently for magic locks, you can kind of change the runes a little bit so that they no longer form the lock spell. So basically like adding not, I am not locked kind of thing Mm -hmm. and
1: twisting it a little bit. But I thought you said it was, like, a key and runes. The one up. inside the prison
0: was. Okay. That's an excellent point, actually. We didn't ask if we could find a keyhole or anything. So I'm not <laughs> sure if there's a physical aspect to this one or if it's just a magic aspect of this one. We were just doing some time scouting from our I mean, okay. I have
1: no clue. I don't know. You should have been there. You could have you helped us, man. I have... No, I mean, I could have, but also I would have ruined everything. You could just be one of the familiars. (laughs) Literally, that's probably the best I can do. I'm way too, like, everything has to be logical in my mind. I'd be like, this is stupid. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Come on, everybody, get it together.
0: Well, that will know, you know. And by stupid, I don't mean bad. I just mean, like. I'm not understanding. Yeah, (laughs) it's not (laughs) logical. But anyway, we think we might be able to break the lock, which would be great. And even if there is a physical aspect, like that's Kyrian's area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Like he can break the physical aspect. It's the magical aspect that's a little trickier to break in through. So we decided our plan, quote unquote, is to try and grab Selwyn's mom after her trial while she's being taken to this lab we could Mm -hmm. just like take out
1: the guards, grab
0: her. Selwyn has a dimension door spell, which lets her like grab someone, cast the spell and just like disappear and reappear somewhere else. So she could grab her mom and then disappear kind of thing. Like we've got some options here. So that's our plan. We're gonna go to the trial tomorrow night in game and try and stalk her Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So we snuck out of our little pocket, out of our rope went back to the church where we had rooms for the night, fell asleep, whatnot. In the morning, Tannil, the uh, priestess of the church, who was Mm -hmm. one of Selwyn's old friends, wakes Selwyn early in the morning with some news and Selwyn then urgently wakes the rest of us and and the trial has been moved ahead. Um, Apparently something happened in the prison yesterday.
1: What? (laughs)
0: And now they're having the trial as soon as possible.
1: So it's immediately, it's now, basically. So essentially, at instead of sundown, at sunup. Yeah, literally.
0: Like, it's it's barely sunup at this point. Okay. It's very early. So we rush to get ready, get out to get going to the royal courts. And the streets are crowded, like, way more crowded than we've seen. Everyone is going to go see this trial. It's like, it's an
1: event kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm- maybe it wasn't implied earlier it felt like this whole time I was thinking of it as like a not hush huss, mm-hmm. uh, nah, hush, hush. hush move <laughs> on next um but like it was like scandalous oh my goodness I have a w- list now it was scandalous cool. but yeah. people weren't talking about it mm. but I guess everyone's talking about it everyone wants to see yeah. it going down we
0: just haven't met that many people in place. Yeah, that's honestly.
1: true. So we haven't really heard the gossip, but it was in the
0: newspaper. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty common knowledge. And I guess because it's like at a royal level, like crimes against the crown, it's a big enough deal that people are like, Wow, well, let's pay attention to this. Okay. Interesting. I understand. So we, we move with the crowds mm-hmm. to the royal court, which is on the palace grounds again. So back where we were kind of general area yesterday. And Selwyn did her disguise self again, so she doesn't look as obviously her mother's daughter, because that might be bad in the crowds. who knows? And as we entered, it's kind of like big traditional old-fashioned courtroom kind of thing, like almost pew-like benches at the bottom. Up on a second level in the back, there's like a box, like a, a royal box kind of area, where it could be presumed the king and queen will sit. And so we decide to split up a little bit just so we we don't look like a big old clump of strangers. So Selwyn and Quinn sit off on one side and Ava and Kyrian and I sit a little bit over inside of each other but not together. And uh, the trial, Calthea versus the crown begins. And Calthea enters from the side with her hands bound, some kind of magic handcuffs basically, surrounded by guards in like a red accented armor. And there's a a fairly well-dressed elven man who's kind of whispering, speaking with her, probably presumably a lawyer-type person. And then the king and queen enter and sit in the box, as assumed. A judge enters, takes their place on a podium in the front, but the judge is very clearly, like, taking cues from the king or queen. Like, the judge is not the ruler of this domain, he's answering to the royals, which is a little, um, telling, I suppose.
1: It's a definitely a biased situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the trial begins. The prosecution kind of outlines the charges against Calcea. The story that they're going with is that she stormed into the queen's quarters late one night, attempted to stab her, and then fled. And they kind of never saw her again. Like, that's when she fled the city kind of thing. And there's gasps from the audience around the courtroom home goodness what a terrifying thing kind of thing and uh then calcea's lawyer gets up and he's very bumbling he's not well spoken he's not providing really any defense at all like it's not an inadequate defense it's just no defense and he pleads guilty on her behalf and notably there doesn't seem to be like in dnd there's a spell called zone of truth in which in a certain area you can only speak the truth understandably. And there doesn't seem to be one being used, which one would think would be, you know, a good spell to have in a courtroom situation so that you're getting the truth.
1: Yeah, a little bit. There's not one. Duh. There's something not being said. Yeah, it feels like there's
0: some unreliable statements being given, perhaps. And the judge is kind of, I guess, trying to draw it out a little bit. Like, there's been a cro- there's a crowd here. Let's give them something. He's, does anyone want to call any witnesses? Like, do you want to do any questioning? Anything? And neither side really moves to do that. The the prosecution, I guess, the the ones representing the queen, are just kind of like smugly sitting there, like we got this in the bag. We don't even have to worry about calling witnesses. And Calsea's lawyer is practically incompetent. Probably intentionally, I would presume, if she's court-appointed. Yeah. And then Ava and Kyrian start having this whispered conversation with each other. And suddenly Kyrian stands up, points at the queen, and using thermitur- uh, thaumaturgy? It's a spell I- I can't pronounce. Thaumaturgy. Uh, it makes his voice really loud and booming, and like, he can throw his voice kind of thing. And he just points at the queen and says, you need to tell your story. And then points at the prosecution and goes, and you're a bitch. And chaos just begins erupting. Ava magically snuffs all of the torches in the room. And he starts going dark. And people are like, what is happening? And um, Selwyn, seeing all this kind of happen, quickly casts a zone of truth up on the queen. Because if the queen is going to speak. She wants her to have to be saying true things, but the queen resists it because the queen's probably a pretty powerful spellcaster. And now Kyrian is like calling the queen's leadership into question and the crowd is like, what does he know that we don't know what's going on? And the queen just like looks down at Kyrian kind of glaringly and it's like asking who is the stranger in court who like dares to speak to her like this? And Kyrian says he's someone with common sense and attempts to cast darkness on the royal box, which the king then dispels just with a snap of his finger. And now the king is calling out Kyrian for like making a scene and accusing the queen in this way and kind of addresses the judge then like, let's get this over with, pass your sentence. What's going on here? Control your court kind of situation. And the judge begins stuttering and attempting to begin passing the sentence when suddenly there's a massive boom from outside and everyone is like, what what was that? And there's darkness appearing at the windows and like lightning starting to crack outside and the wind is howling and lightning hits one (laughs) of the windows and it shatters everywhere and a shadowy figure appears at the window and is like hovering and begins entering. And it's an elven man with short pastel pink hair and blood red eyes with, like, wounds that are bleeding. He's in tattered clothes. And he enters and flies up to the royal box and a great sword materializes in his hand. And he stabs the king and beheads the queen. (coughs) (laughs) How are you doing? How are you doing? It just, everything
1: happens so quick. Right? None of us were talking at this point. We were just like. I'm so confused. I mean, I'm not confused, because everything's pretty straightforward, except also nothing makes sense.
0: Well, we were all
1: confused, so be comforted in that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, uh, he, he kills both the king and the queen, and then announces kind of to everybody, this is only the beginning. And he grabs the king's crown, puts it on his own head, grabs the queen's robe, ties it around his shoulders and begins kind of like coming down from this balcony area. And Selwyn alerts us that this is, or at least was, Prisoner 61, who she saw in the prison yesterday, who was then brought off, presumably, to the secret lab where experiments were happening. And now bad things are happening. Chaos erupts, people are screaming, stampeding to get out, and He, he, Prisoner 61, appears in front of the judge and just stabs the judge now. And so, like, everybody's, who's next, essentially, is the situation going on. And so we rolled initiative, because this seems like a combat kind of situation. Yeah. And Prisoner 61 was first in initiative. And he turned from the judge and kind of ran after someone trying to escape dressed in quite fine clothes and as he approached him his weapon turned into a war hammer and he just like smashed the person's skull in like totally dead and Kyrian bolts up to Calthea because we're like okay we need to all get out of this situation so he breaks the physical aspect of her her handcuffs but again there's a magical aspect so she's still technically bound and I just ran up to someone in Quinn because I'm like, I don't know whose side the sky is on. Are we fighting the sky? Are we fighting with the sky? Yes. You know
1: what? This yeah. is literally the church scene in Kingsman.
0: It kind of is. <laughs> in like the best way possible. We love Kingsman, by the way. Mainly the first one, but yeah. It, it, that's a great picture to have in your mind
1: yeah like the chaos guess of that scene. not the, not the intention or what happened but the yeah. chaos aspects yeah. it feels because i as far as i we love kingsman i don't remember anything um yeah. as far as i know there was a point where it was like obviously there was good guys bad guys but there was yeah. a little bit of hesitancy and uh, you know chaos there was like who exactly is you know, this and that. Anyways, yeah. it feels like this. Is, <coughs> at least I can visualize. Yes. In place of. Okay, continue. Yeah. That is
0: the chaos of the elven attendees fleeing. And um, yeah, I, I held my action, which is something you can do in DD. You have full rounds of initiative where everybody takes a turn. And if your turn, you want to wait for someone else to do something before you take your turn, you can hold your action and just specify, like, a trigger point for when your action will happen. Okay. So my trigger point was basically until we know what side this guy is on. Like, if he's being Mm -hmm. aggressive towards us, if he's asking us to join him in fighting these elves, like, until it's a little more clear, I'm holding. And then as soon Mm -hmm. as that becomes clear, it's now my turn, again, to finish what I had. Okay. And Quinn decided to also hold, because, again, none of us know what's going on. (laughs) We don't want to, like screw it up even more, basically by attacking the wrong person because that could go real (laughs) south real fast. And by now, Calthea had gotten up to us and asked Selwyn uh, if she has her spellbook, which Selwyn had brought with her from the house when we were in Ferris. Mm -hmm. So Selwyn gives her her spellbook and Calthea starts flipping through looking for a specific spell and Ava was able to get rid of the magic of her handcuffs so now her hands are free and she begins casting this spell. And we have a full cycle of initiative before her spell comes to fruition and is actually cast. So Selwyn puts up a magical shield to protect her mom and let her finish casting the spell. And then pulls out this gray bag that she carries and pulls something fuzzy out of it and just like throws it forward and it morphs into a direwolf. She has what's called a magic bag of tricks that you just create a mystery creature. It's a roll of a dice. So this direwolf is now on our side, which is great because he's big and aggressive. So this direwolf is between us and prisoner 61, which he notices and is like, Oh, what a good friend I seem to have acquired. And now begins approaching the dog and thus us and his weapon turns into a crossbow and he just like shoots an elf trying to get out of the window, kills another finely dressed elf trying to escape. And so by now we're all together, Kyrian's joined, we're in a new round of initiative, but Quinn and I are still holding because it's still not really clear what's going on. And Calthea's spell finishes casting, which prisoner 61 notices because there's a, a visible show that it's taking effect. And as he grins at us, he says, just one more to escape. And noticing Calthea, he looks at her and says, I recognize you, don't I? And she recognizes him, but is like, expresses this, what is going on? What happened to you kind of thing? And he wants her to join him. He's like, look what we can do. We could like cleanse Eleanor. we could cleanse the whole world. And she's like, I don't think I wanna do that. And she shoves us onto this teleportation spell she has created on the floor. And as she shoves us into it, she charges at him and the spell goes into effect. And once again, we are weightless, floating in nothingness, and then jerked back into ourselves and we're on green grass and there's some trees nearby. And we get this like weird sense that we've been here before. It seems kind of familiar. Like the grass is too green and the colors are too vibrant and the the fountain over ahead is too picturesque. And it kind of clicks, and we realize we're in the Feywild. And
1: that's where we left off the episode or the session this week. But, okay. Yep. When were you there before?
0: We were at a Feywild gate, which is where we saw the baby dragons. So the Feywild gate, it kind of bleeds back and forth. Uh So it had that same, like, excessive vibrancy of color. Right, Okay picturesqueness that seemed kind of otherworldly right but now
1: we're actually in the Feywild. wild because i was trying to think i was like of all the places you've jumped yeah okay now i yeah i remember okay because she used a
0: spell she probably used a spell called plane shift which means she can't move us within the plane of existence we're on within the world we're in it has to be a different plane which is like the Feywild. wild or I guess like basically hell is a different world. There's kind of a heaven different world. Depends on what world building has been done in this universe of DD, Because there was some homebrew going on. It's not a pre-written campaign that's happening. But yeah, we're on a different plane now. And uh, we don't know that we have the ability to get back. So we're going to have to find a gate, I guess.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm not really at a loss for words, but I just don't know which words to use.
0: It took us like about, I would say, 15 minutes after session to begin like coherently talking about what had just happened because we stay on the video call and we were just kind of all in shock.
1: (laughs) What's there to say after something like that, really? Exactly. I barely like notes, 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 and then just nothing. I didn't even take any notes. I don't know what's happened at all. Chaos. Just chaos. <laughs> it's not at all what I was expecting, how right? this was going to go. I had, I tried to go into this really like, okay, let's see what happens next. But yeah. I think because the buildup of the last two sessions were so much like, mm, mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't know. Just building on what was it going on. It seemed like it was going a different direction. Yeah. For sure. There was so much behind what the direction was potentially going to be that I was like, well, this is what's going to happen. And that isn't what happened.
0: No. And I don't think, like, even if we'd gone into the lab that the previous night, I suspect we'd have just met him there. Like, it would have been the same kind of scene, I think. I I think it was kind of inevitable, no matter what angle we came at it from
1: but like maybe he wouldn't have killed so many people. Yeah. And
0: also is this a result of the experiment cuz then why are they doing this experiment on people if it's clearly putting them in danger? He was very clearly targeting like the finely dressed and the rich in the room. Like he's going after the
1: royalty, the royalty kind of people. Yeah. Like, is he working alone? Is he bitter? Is he t- ha- like taking revenge on everyone? I don't know. It's like, they gave him powers and then he killed them all. <laughs> yeah. It's his villain origin story. Yeah,
0: and I imagine we'll be meeting him again. Our DM pointed out just for fun that this is probably the only time we'll ever encounter him where he's not wearing armor. None of us took a single hit at him at all so that might have been a wasted opportunity in our shock
1: yeah I mean yeah. I guess this was a, a situation where jumping the gun could have been you know yeah. to your favor in the yeah. long term
0: we just didn't know like because he'd been a prisoner as well it seemed quite plausible that he might be quote-unquote a good guy like, a fight with us type situation as opposed to us needing to take him out. But I think it became a little more clear that he's a he's a bad guy, just, like, a different kind of bad guy.
1: Well, that's, I think, the hard thing because you don't have any clear indication of who is the good guys and bad guys at all. Yeah. Like, is it Selwyn's mom? Is it the elves? Obviously, yeah. it's implied, yeah, it's probably the elves, but it also definitely could be Selwyn's mom. It mm-hmm. also, it just, it's based on I don't know vibes. Yeah. What are you? What do you have to go off of? Like, well, I'm even the like bad guy?
0: someone's mom staying behind. Could, in my mind, go two directions. One, well, three. I suppose one. She beats him. That'd be great. That'd be great. That's that's the easy one. <laughs> I took care of it, guys. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, two. He captures her and turns her against her will into whatever he is. Um, three would would basically be she's been faking and she is a bad guy and pushed us to save us but is now exactly where she wants to be free and without us there for whatever reason i love that i knew you would
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was literally he was giving me like heebie-jeebies like slimy Ooh, i'm uncomfy but as soon as that was an option i love it oh my gosh (laughs) that is what i want to happen yeah so that any of those are really scary options, quite honestly. <laughs> no, the second, the last one, whatever. The one with someone's mom. You I know, mean, being... just because it's more appealing doesn't make it less scary, I think. No. I think I really like, like, villains who, like, have free will. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, well, I don't know if this is, like, not exactly lined up, but Maleficent and her story, right? She had so much bad stuff happen, but she just like she's like, "I oh, know I'm actively going to be the villain despite right. everything." Like it's more of a
0: choice rather than that whole misunderstood trope. It's yeah, like, like intentionality. Yeah, she's like,
1: "No, I I'm bad and yeah. that's okay." But at the same time, it is a little bit scary, I guess, but I I prefer that. Yeah. And I'm excited if that's the case. Because yeah. in my mind, then she takes over and Prisoner 61's like... Her little henchman? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, have you seen Sky High? I think like ages ago, but okay, I really well, don't remember. In Sky High, that's kind of how it goes. Like there's like yeah. the teacher and you think he could be the bad guy. But then Will- it turns or- out... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> movie came out when we were... we're i kidding. But, I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely spoiler alert, but uh, you, it's implied that, oh, potentially this teacher is the bad guy, but it turns yeah. out to be one of the students, and she's, like, the one in charge of everything. Right. But, yeah, no, I like it. I like that. The puppet master idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think about why, but I do like <laughs> it. Something is definitely but, messed up in my But brain.
0: now we're in the Feywild, so as much as we speculate, we gotta, we gotta get back there
1: first. Yeah. <laughs> we're oh, on yeah. a different plane of existence. <laughs> there There is that whole whole entire part where you are no longer actually around any of this. Yeah. You don't know. And also,
0: Ava has a vendetta against a fae. So, like, <laughs> while we're here, maybe oh. let's go kill the fae with the obelisk. Remember the pink obelisk? Right. That was, like, doing crazy fae wild magic, stole her hair and her eye. She really wants to kill the person who created that yeah that's understandable yeah so we, we might be having a little field trip while we're in the Wild,
1: maybe I'm excited well <laughs> I mean we kind of broke it all down but we'll just recap yeah. what I uh, retained it's gonna <laughs> be kind of to the point and then it's just gonna dissolve into like one word shock and chaos um <laughs> so the we discovered the scroll has layers Yes, um, you you decide to wing it. <laughs> uh, you discover a chasm, as I will call it. Might not actually I feel like because, that's appropriate, yeah. but a chasm. Um, oh, oh, the lock. Mm. I said, se- I says it is for sure locked. Yeah, that's, that's all. I am locked. <laughs> um the the trial is now at sunup. Yeah. So. Uh, plot twist Um, (laughs) there's a sketch judge and then Hmm. everything just like 180s yeah real quick
0: like we that's the most plan we've had going into a situation and it just prisoner
1: 61
0: showed up and threw
1: a wrench in the whole thing i feel like all those points are so irrelevant by the yeah. end of it, right? It doesn't matter that the lock was right locked. It doesn't matter that there was a chasm.
0: I almost like feel a little sad that we didn't go into the lab while we had a chance because I wanted to know what was going on there. It could have been helpful. It it could have been. I mean, maybe it would have been helpful to take him out earlier. I don't know if we'd been able to take him out. He seems pretty scary and powerful, honestly. Yeah.
1: But and pink haired, but yeah. that the- he wasn't before yeah before he had like
0: white blonde hair and kind of
1: like he was a fairly normal
0: looking elf besides the fact that he had short hair rather than long hair so he's very clearly still him but now with this like pink tinged hair and the blood red eyes and various injuries
1: so his body's potentially like been taken over too that's not actually him maybe he's not actually a bad guy
0: that's why i said it is prisoner 61 or maybe it was prisoner
1: 61 like
0: who knows if he's still even there
1: he's being that. controlled by selwyn's mom i don't know <laughs> but maybe <laughs> um oh my gosh literally that's all i could. like she's just sitting there you know being held answering questions waiting and then she's like in her mind yeah being, she's orchestrating everything and he appears it's so dark so dark okay mm-hmm. so the pink-haired man appears uh, prisoner 61 at uh, then just they dead just everyone just they dead yeah really dramatic uh, scene yeah i i i like the vis- visualization that i got from it but also mm. i can't imagine it was like that fun i mean i feel like it would be pretty shocking to
0: watch because again the concern is am I next when yeah. you're in that room? And he just seems to be randomly going after people. But it is like, as an
1: outsider kind yeah. of through a TV screen to watch. Pretty fun. Um, then they, uh, wolf time. Yeah. That didn't really go anywhere, but it could have, I mean, it, it was basically like a secondary shield, I suppose. Yeah. We needed it. To- it just, I mean, you understood, um, Selwyn's mom I, I know she has a name but it doesn't matter well that was um,
0: Selwyn's bag that's not oh, Selwyn's bag right. that's big. Selwyn's yeah. bag so she she can still do that again I think from what I understand like this is a, an effect
1: that isn't like one use only so that's kind of cool yeah just you know understanding people's little yeah abilities and stuff and then Faye Wild, just there you are now yeah and we're also really concerned because like we've got a ball
0: coming up in Carintha in like a week. And time works differently in the Feywild. So sometimes you're in the Feywild for like four hours and you leave and you've been gone two months and we really don't want to miss the balls. So we got to find a reliable way out of the Feywild. Everybody
1: has outfits. It's like in Wizard of Oz when they're in the field of poppies. Yeah. And they just, just goes by, they sleep and it's been. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens next. Are you guys going to potentially maybe be a little bit more plan-oriented? It would probably work in our favor if we did.
0: The trouble is we just discuss a lot and making decisions is hard. We need to get better at making decisions, I think, and just, like,
1: committing to something you guys and just need to, to follow through. You need to have an agenda, like, um, expose myself a little bit. In four H, you start every. What's four H for people who might not know? Four H is like a rural. It's like a club in you know rural communities. Yeah. And you have skills, and you practice those, and you also have, depending on your club, meetings monthly uh biweekly is it fair to
0: say it's kind of similar to like Boy Scouts Girl Guides but like a rural country version. Yeah, uh,
1: sure except <laughs> no.
0: Okay. <It> Never mind
1: associate <laughs> with that at all. But um okay. yeah I mean it's it's way more student or not student necessarily because it's not in schools specifically. Hmm. It's child led. The important right. is that the children are supposed to learn independence and skills with the help of adults not right anyways so i was president of a 4-h club and every meeting you started with like um your agenda and mm-hmm. you went to each um appointed like your secretary all that stuff and you yeah. got through business it, it was just your business meeting yeah. and you made decisions and then you could have fun <laughs> You know what? I feel like you could
0: join us in, like, a single session and just, like, be our little this-is-how-to-work-as-a-team president and (laughs) teach us how to have a proper meeting
1: and how to make an agenda. (laughs) That's... I mean, I would would like to note I appreciate the invitation um <laughs> that is very kind I am so incredibly awkward if I'm literally not talking to one person and also I feel like it would come off so patronizing <laughs> but so, you can just make that part of your character just pretend it's the character and not you just <laughs> like it's just the character <laughs> but, but it's really me um no I think you guys are doing a great job and you'll figure it out it's fine eventually yeah I'm sure planning will
0: become easier. I think we're getting better at it than we were. Might be safe to say.
1: I feel like you were kind of <laughs> got worse at it, but sure. <laughs> Whatever helps you. Sleep <laughs> yeah. There wasn't just... as much of an issue. And yeah. now it seems like yeah. it's a little more of an issue.
0: There's more repercussions to not having a solid plan at this point. Yeah.
1: You guys mm-hmm. got a little too comfortable.
0: Yeah. Winging it was working for us. And then... Again, Prisoner, well, no, Prisoner 61 ruined our plan, so maybe we should have just winged it a little more. You know,
1: I think you have a point. Yeah. Forget so. everything that we said. <laughs> Perfect. But, no, yeah. I'm very interested in what happens next. This <laughs> was, I don't know, I was, like, taking deep breaths and trying yeah. to, like, is this real, is this for real? Is do is this for real? So exciting. It was such an unexpected
0: twist. Like, it really very much came out of nowhere. I was at first assuming, like, because he's been carried off to their lab for their experiment, they've created a super soldier who's now going to, like, come kill Cassie and kill us. But then it went a whole different direction and he killed the king and queen. And then I didn't know what was going on anymore.
1: Yeah. So, so we got to figure that out. Yep. Yep.
0: But there, we have a plan now. Our plan is get out of the Feywild, figure out what Prisoner 61 is doing. That's, that's our agenda. There we go. Just need some
1: sub points in there, but Now yeah. you guys just have to vote on it, make it official, yeah. have someone, Excellent. you, you, you have someone, I first the motion, I second the motion, oh, okay. and then you proceed. Excellent. Well, anyone in my
0: party is listening, now we know what to do next time. <laughs> so let's, let's do this. <laughs>
1: yay well good luck everyone yeah and uh hopefully you make it out alive i feel like the fae could be pretty
0: fun some pretty trippy stuff happens in there i mean some pretty sketchy stuff if you know traditional Fey lore this is more traditional Fey than like mm-hmm. cute tinkerbell fae so could be frustrating so uncomfy is what you're saying not necessarily but like massive potential for bad things happening all the time everywhere <laughs> i think that literally is the definition of
1: uncomfy but <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah <possibly. laughs> we won't sign any contracts i've heard that's a bad thing to do yeah don't do that <laughs> uh so there we go alright Well want gonna roll some dice let's roll some dice
1: okay we my uh
0: my dice I was rolling them just like for kicks after session while we're still in the video call and the number of nat 20s that I rolled outside of the game like I felt like I should stop I was wasting them all but I couldn't stop because I was just getting so many in a row it was intense
1: Impressive. Let's see if it carries yes. through. What 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 dice were you using when that was happening?
0: I was using all three of them. And like, oh, wow. all of them were pretty consistently popping up 20s. Okay. I mean, ones as well. But the
1: 20s are more notable. <laughs> Maybe we should go with the peach one then to see if it's uh, carried mm-hmm. over its luck from yesterday. All righty. Come on,
0: dice. Really? <laughs>
1: I literally thought it was gonna be, like, a one or a two. Right! I want to, like, frame this now. (laughs) Never roll this dice ever again. Well, hopefully that implies good things for the future. Yeah. Good things for the Feywild, perhaps? (laughs) Exciting, exciting. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes. And, um, yeah. Before we sign off,
0: my cat is home! He's doing yeah. a lot better. He's on some meds still till the end of their run, but he's doing a lot better. Continue sending him well wishes that he keeps getting healthy. But thank you for any you sent last week. Much better place
1: now. Yes, I not that I forgot, but it felt like such a relief. Yeah, like, such a change. Don't have from to last think week. about it anymore. Yeah. So yay, good job, Flynn. Good job, yay. Becky, for taking such good care <laughs> of him. And um, hopefully more improvements next week. even. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your week and we'll have a
0: session for campaign 2 up on Saturday. Sounds good. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay.